Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a fucking ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is September 29th, 2019. We just beat the NFC reigning champions. In their stadium. Beat the mess out of them. And hey, I want to congratulate the Buccaneer fans that were at the L.A. stadium. Good job. There was a lot of red in that stadium. In fact, Levante David, his interception... He ran it back. He ran to the fans and gave it to some Bucks fans right there. That was so nice. And the guy was wearing a uh, Levante David jersey. Yeah, the guy that, he gave it to. Yeah. There was like six of them there, and he ran up to the one with his jersey on. So, you know, hey, you want a game ball? Go to a game. Wear a jersey. The Buckaholics, they had a takeover of L.A., and there were some pictures on Twitter of all the Bucks fans having their tailgate. It was really cool. There were nice. a lot of people there. It, didn't Warren Sapp show up? Yeah, Warren Sapp showed up. Crazy. <laughs> we went into L.A. and kicked their butts. We broke records against somebody. We beat the crap out what of them. What was the score? 55 to 40. Bucks' <laughs> highest score they've ever scored is 48. So we shattered uh, that record with Indomitian Sue's fumble recovery for a touchdown. Fumble recovery for a touchdown in an important time in an important game. Wow. You know, it's nice to have players like that on the team. Gotta love it. Carl Nassau. a long time. Everybody was just showing up. It was a great game, man. We are contenders. We are contenders. We've got New Orleans playing tonight. Don't know how that's turned out yet because we're doing this podcast instantly after the game, almost. But we play them next. So this game tonight against Dallas means a lot. If they win, they're, they've got the division. We've got to beat them next week to get it from them. If they lose tonight... They've got to beat us next week to get it from us. So in your face, everybody, we are contenders. We're the champs. We're taking this to the ballpark, knocking it out. There was some uh, bad things about this game, but here's the rank that I would go in. One, the refs. They were awful. Horrible. Awful. In both directions. There was 25 total penalties. Accepted. Accepted, right. Not called. So we had 12 penalties for 99 yards, and the Rams had 13 penalties for 106 yards. So we're basically neck and neck. But it was horrible. They were just calling stupid crap, missing not stuff, calling not other calling stuff. other stuff. It was, it was insane. We got to do something about these refs. They have way too much control. The New York calling in and saying, oh, we're going to review for pass interference. I was like, whoa, that's happening now? Okay. There was a intentional grounding in the second quarter that... Goff did, but that was the exact same thing that Winston did a few games ago where he threw it out of bounds. They called him from intentional grounding. Goff did the exact same thing in this game at 3-0-2 in the second quarter and didn't get called. But worse than that, Carl Nassib got called for hitting him. <laughs> it was like, what? And then later there was that play where the Rams defender came and hit Jameis below the knee, and they didn't call that. It was the next series, the very next play by Jameis, that the Rams defender hit him below the knee, which, you know, with quarterbacks, it's ridiculous, all the stuff they've got. I mean, you can't hit them above the waist. You can't hit them below the waist. And if you hit them in the waist, you're probably going to land on them, and that's a penalty. (laughs) You can't, you know, hit them in the head with your hand as you're swiping the ball. You can't even graze their helmet. It's hard. 
But they, this guy goes and hits Jameis below the knees. No penalty. There was so many of those. There was even in the stadium, they were playing music and loud noise right up until the ball was snapped or right up before they lined up. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, it was loud, too. Yeah, it was real loud. Not the crowd itself. I mean, the crowd itself was. It definitely got that away because that's a, this was a fun game to watch. Yeah. Even the, these biased, dumbass announcers were saying it was a fun game to watch. Last week was, too, I thought. Oh, yeah. Hey, they, the, the Buccaneers are accomplishing the number one task in this sport, being entertaining. I mean, this is how the, the, the Super Bowl Bucks started off, man. In the 90s, man, they were, they were just fun to watch, especially that defense, shutdown defense, like what we had tonight. People are going to be bitching about the 500-plus yards that Jared Goff got <laughs> or that the Rams got. But it was just the Buccaneers' defense scoring or, or the, the offense and the defense scoring and then going, hey, come on, come on down the field. Come on, we're just burning time off the clock. And then, it's boom, stop right here. But the announcers, they couldn't say a single positive thing about the Bucs and nothing negative about the Rams. They would If they said anything positive about the Bucs, they backhanded it right away. <laughs> yeah, it, they were all backhanded compliments. Like, oh, the Bucks aren't playing as bad as we thought they were going to. Or this is surprising to everybody. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite one. This is, or no, this is, oh, this is a back and forth game, they kept saying. But the Rams never held the lead, not once. We so were how can you zip. say <laughs> it's a back and forth game? Like, we got a head start on the touchdowns, and then Three, yeah. it was a back and forth game. Yeah, then we just bled them dry from there. Hmm. How about uh, Matt Gay, 50-yard field goal? 58. 58-yarder, that's right. Just nailed it. Totally made up for anything. No, that was that was the Rams, I was thinking. 58-yarder by him. <laughs> no, Gay did too. And then Gay, Gay got to go. Yeah. yeah, so totally redeemed. He missed that last extra point, but then there was a Rams penalty, so he got to re-kick it, and he made it. So that's how you need to end the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, we held the lead... We've held the time of possession in every game we played in. We held the lead most of the way through the Carolina game, most of the way through the Giants game, and all the way through this one. I mean, if you factor in the time of possessions and the amount of time we've had the lead, it's off the charts, man. I mean, we're beating guys by like three, four minutes in time of possession. And then, you know, we've, we're having the lead like 90% of the games, 90% of the time during the games. I was so mad at the refs during against this game, though. I mean, they just kept calling the stupidest stuff. And then they'd show it on replay when they did show the replay. And you'd be like, what? Are you serious? That call on Nacho when uh, they kicked a field goal. And they called him for, I don't know, touching the center, the long snapper. <laughs> yeah, that was such a weird one. I haven't heard that one called. You we've, rarely hear We've it had called. it called on us two times already. Good Lord. Yeah. And uh, that gave them a series of first downs. But then we almost backed them up to originally where they were. <laughs> that was great. Uh, the penalties against when Ronald Jones had he had two big runs uh, called back. One was a fifty plus yard run. I know we only ended up with like fifty five yards rushing at the end of the. Oh no, it was like eighty eight yards rushing. Oh, but we so. ran we ran on them at will. Yeah, we did everything on them at but will. But Rojo, I think, would have had a better was shown up better. Oh yeah, his stats would have been nice. He did have seventy yards and a touchdown, but he had two like forty plus yarders. What so. was his uh, yards per carry? Three point seven yards per carry. Long of a 24. But he had the two big touchdowns called back on stupid penalties. I could see them when they replayed yeah. them, but uh, we'll see on the game film. Oh, can we talk about that Donovan Smith hit? <laughs> if you needed any evidence that Bruce Arians has changed that culture, look at that pick six that Jameis threw 
and he nails that guy oh, at man. the end zone in the red. Yeah, he'll probably get fined for that. Yeah, definitely. But he it was nailed great. that guy. I mean, he he did not want that guy to get in the end zone, and he just threw his whole body. Yeah, he punished that guy for that touchdown. That was like a three hundred plus pound missile. <laughs> like I'm not even mad about the no, uh-uh. turnover just because of that hit. Yeah, and because we won. Yeah. That's true. If we could have lost, I would have been mad about yeah, the turnover. Yeah, we probably would have pointed to that. Did you notice that a lot of the players had mustaches? Yeah. Yeah. It's from the Gardner Mishu. You think that's it? I think that's it, man. It's been like a trend. I'm seeing it like pop up everywhere. But uh, Jameis Winston had one. I think Vita Vea had one. Uh, Kappa had one. I think Jensen had one. Oh, Bo Allen. He's Bo had Allen. one like all summer. Maybe they're copying Bo. Maybe. It was funny though, seeing Jensen with it. I'm like, you a young buck. <laughs> Jensen of... is? No, uh, James Winston. Oh, James Winston. He's a man. He's like a dad. He's like 20. He probably wears sweaters and stuff. <laughs> he just got his driver's license. <laughs> a whippersnapper. That's right. Matt Gay had that 50 yard field, 58 yard field goal in the third quarter, 438, somewhere around there. And then right after that, Barrett had that beautiful interception. How about, let's talk about Shaq Barrett. Oh, my God. He tied the record. Tied the record for most sacks in a four-game, in four games, most sacks. <laughs> At nine. I'll get it out. He's okay. got nine sacks. That's a record for some crap. Yeah. And then he had that interception. That was a beautiful interception. He tipped it. To himself. To himself. Uh, that was awesome. And he was he was beating everybody all night long. He beat the left guard. He beat the right guard. He beat the left tackle. Beat the right tackle. Uh Discount Ryan Gosling couldn't throw the ball for more. I mean, he couldn't hold that ball. You saw how fast he yeah, was getting rid of it? Yeah, he was getting out really fast. Was just like, I think he had two passes that were almost three seconds. Yeah. Where he was able to stay in that pocket for almost three seconds. A couple times, I thought Vita Vea was going to kill him. Vita Vea came loose on a stunt one time. Had no, had just, it was just a straight on right to go. Goff just chunked it. He was like, he, <laughs> he, threw, he sky mailed that thing. I'm getting rid of this. I ain't got it, Vita. I ain't got it. I swear. <laughs> How about Chris Godwin? Oh, he was killing it. What do you have, 13 pass catches? Pass catches? 12. 12, <laughs> 12 pass, pass catches. <laughs> he had 12 pass catches. That's a good number for pass catches. <laughs> if you're not familiar with pass catches. 172 yards, 14.3 average. Oh, two touchdowns. He only didn't get two balls. He was targeted 14 times. 14 times. Holy Moly. Now, Mike Evans did leave the field at one point. Yeah, that and I was think scary. got his hand taped up or something. That was scary. Yeah, we'll talk about some scary injuries here in a minute, but let's let's stay in happy mood. Evans had seven targets, four catches, 89 yards, a 20, <laughs> a 22.3 yards a catch average. He's good at that pass catching. Yeah. Cameron Brait, OJ Howard both showed up, three receptions apiece. 33 yards for Howard, 36 for Brait, one touchdown for Brait. It's good to see him involved again. Yeah. He used to be Jameis's go-to in the end zone, and they haven't gotten that go in this season. But you did say this was a coming-out party. Yeah, I knew, yeah. Yeah. This is, hey, we're contenders, man. We came out, showed the world. <laughs> Those announcers kept saying, we, this is a really surprising game. <laughs> And I like the play calling in the second half because last week they were criticized when we got the lead because they said after we got the lead, we went to a really conservative play calling. Well, this week they did not let off the throttle. 
So it's like every week they're criticized for something, and the next week and they just come back, and it's a total 180. Yeah, I wonder what all the detractors are going to have to say. There's nothing to complain about. Here's what everybody's going to complain about, though, our secondary. Yeah. And that's not right. It's not right because we ran a defense that allowed them to slowly move down the field, drain time off the clock because we had such large leads the whole damn game. The closest they ever got to us was eight points. That was briefly. And they had already missed the two-point conversion from earlier in the game, so it's not like they had any momentum there. Did you see that penalty in the fourth quarter? With one minute, 18 seconds left, Nassib got flagged. That gave them a first down, and it was the right guard that moved. It was just that's how it was this whole game. Those refs are are just bad, man. We, We need to start following the ref crews that we get. Yeah, that's what BA does. He puts out a report every week. Well, to the players. They didn't get it this week. Those refs were just all over the place. Well, how can you even game plan for that? I know. Like, what can you even do? And we get way too many games that are lost because of refs. We have for years. Then again, you know, I'm, I guess most teams probably do. There's probably two games a year that are lost because of refs for every team. Probably because we don't get the same ref crew every week. We get the crap ref crews because every we're week. the bottom tier football team. Yeah. You know what? We want better ref crews. You know what you do? You get a large fan base that demands more TV coverage, and then they put the good ref crews on you. Yeah, like New England and Dallas. They don't get the garbage refs. 1999-2000, New England had the crappiest ref crews on the planet. (laughs) They were getting no TV coverage. But then they just, boom, came on the market. Now they get all, they get the best ref crews, they get the best TV coverage. You want to change that? The only way to change that is through mass proliferation of the fan base demand it don't give us this crap ref crews but hey they thumbs up to the fans that showed up at la coliseum today that's awesome went lots, across the country lots of red in that stadium loved it one of my favorite things about this game the Kong suit broke the buccaneer scoring record oh my god the Kong suit scooped the ball up ran it over a touchdown Shoved Goff down as he was running by him, too. I love that. Just grabbed him, just threw him right to the ground. Stay down. Scooped that thing up and scored. Broke the record for the Buccaneers scoring. That's amazing. Ring of honor. <laughs> Finally, a number 93 that pulls through. And that was like at a time in the game where we really needed something like yeah. that. You know, just to shut him up, smack yeah. him in the mouth. End it. End it. And he did it at his old team's. Yeah, that was a big deal, I thought. It was a very big deal. They played well. The whole team played well. And then and then Gabe missed the extra point right after that. They got a flag on the defense, and we got the kick in again, and he made it. And he made it. I was like, yeah. That's how he's got to end. he got to end the game. you got to end the game. Well, Matt Gay kicking a point. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's cured. And that 58-yarder. It's God, like, how many kicks did he kick tonight? Just extra points alone was a lot. Yeah. He got a, he got a workout tonight. All right, let's talk about Jameis Winston. Looked good. What do you think about that interception? I think probably not the best. I don't think you could see it on the broadcast to really tell what happened. I think you need to look at that one on the All-22. Jameis Winston is playing much more calmer since week one. He's making better decisions, but he's still leaving shit on the field. Yeah, occasionally Occasionally. the old Jameis is coming through. Yeah, he had no happy feet tonight that I saw. No. So I don't know about that pass. Yeah, he made a couple decisions. You were like, eh. Not the best. Not the best, everybody. But overall, he played well. That bomb to Mike Evans was just beautiful. Yeah. That the whole play, the setup, the way we just, they were expecting run, run, run. And we just, hey, guess what, guys? 
We are get? we are in scoring position now. Thank you very much. So Donovan Smith played well. Ugh, that hit. That hit that hit made the whole game. I know. He could have given six sacks tonight. That hit would have been like, yeah, okay. That's playing hard. He's playing hard. People might not agree with the hit, helmet to helmet, all that. But you know, it wasn't. I don't think he was targeting the guy's helmet. He was just throwing himself. I'm just him. happy he wasn't standing back on the 20 yard line Watching. where Jameis coughed it up. Yeah, that's normally know? what he would have been doing. Exactly. Brian yeah. Jensen out there, very first play, he was fighting with somebody. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. And then he got that holding penalty, and he got up in the ref's face. He was pointing at him. Yeah, he was he, cussing that ref up and down. And then the penalty got called on the defense. Right, yeah, it was a defensive guy. And, and Jensen was mad at the refs for not calling it. And then somebody else threw the flag. He didn't see that, I guess. Yeah. He was mad, though. Jensen's getting angry out there on the field. The offensive line could be the meanest division on the team. Aaron Donald didn't do shit tonight. No. One play. Eh, maybe more than one. But one's like... Where you went, oh, that was nice. He had four tackles, one solo, one TFL. We shut Aaron Donald down. We shut Gurley down. Gurley had, <laughs> this is embarrassing for Gurley. He had 54 yards. That was receiving. That was receiving. He had 16 yards rushing. They had 28 yards rushing total. We have shut down Gurley, Barkley, McCaffrey. I'm not talking about, like, we did pretty good stopping. We shut them down. Best running backs in the league. And then we get to go see Alvin Kamara next week. Next week is going to be so much fun. Next week is where we take the division and we make a statement. Especially, Dallas is a tough team, man. They are physical. Uh, New Orleans is going to come away from this game hurt tonight. They're going to come limping in. Or we're going to go into their stadium. They're going to be limping. So we had some bad news tonight. A couple of injuries right at the very last of the game. Carlton Davis got hurt. He walked off the field on his own. But Jack Cicci had a really bad, bad arm break. He's out for the season, no doubt about that. His arm, his elbow was like the wrong direction. It, well, it was his his forearm Ooh. snapped in half. Ooh. And it was, yeah, it was just it flopping was around. Bad. He yeah. had to hold up his arm as yes. he was walking off. But I give him this, and I've always liked Jack Cicci. He fuck, He got up and walked off the field on his own, and he was angry. He wasn't in pain. Well, I'm sure he was in pain, but he was angry, and he was just holding his arm. And if you saw his arm, I mean, it was flopping, and that was so, a bad thing. But he 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 seemed like a tough dude, man. He was just like, oh, God, stung it. You know, just like gritting his teeth as he's walking off the field and back into the locker room. So you got to give him props for that. But I don't want to end it on a bad note. We're going to talk real quick about New Orleans Saints. Now, they're going to play Dallas Cowboys tonight. They're playing them right now. Dallas just scored a field goal on them. Dallas is a tough physical team. Their offensive line, their run-oriented team, Dak Prescott throws some mean passes. Their defense is old school, you know, tackling first, scheme second. And they're, they're probably going to put a little bit of a hurting on New Orleans. So I think they're going to come in. New Orleans is a good team. I hate to say it. It always makes me want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> they're a good team, even without Drew Brees. Without Drew Brees, they're behind us in my rankings. With Drew Brees, they're ahead of us, but only by a little bit. And they're only behind us by a little bit, too. Teddy Bridgewater's a good quarterback, and he knows this system. He's playing well in it. And then they got Taysom Hill right behind him. So, you know, the quarterback situation in New Orleans is really good for them. For us, not so much. But they're going to be banged up a little bit. We're coming off an extremely good high uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to win. 
We're going to the dome. We're the more physical team, for we sure. Are, yes, and they're going to be limping. They're going to get two Smash Mouth football teams in a row. I think we're going to get the better of that. And generally, right now, like I said, I think we are the better better team. It'll probably be back and forth, but a real back and forth. Not like the announcers tried to say this game was back and forth. This game was not a back and forth. We dominated this game from the kickoff to the whistle. There was not a point in that game where they didn't depend on a prayer to get them to our level. They came, They were within eight points at one time, and it was very briefly, and it would have taken a miracle for them to get those eight points. So... We're going into New Orleans. We are a contender. We're a good football team. We don't have any weaknesses. People are going to say our secondary is a weakness. It's not. It's the way this defense is designed, and it played to perfection tonight. It would have played to perfection last week if our kicker would have made six inches to the left. That was the difference. But we dominated last week. We dominated this week. I would say we dominated Carolina. And it was good, entertaining football. Very good. That was so entertaining. Every play was a show. Reminds me of old Buccaneers, man. I, I I don't want to say that, and I said it in my video about uh, Jordan Whitehead. I, I referenced him. I said he reminds me of John Lynch, and then I pulled it back real quick, and I said I'm not putting him on that level yet, but he reminds me of John Lynch. This defense reminds me of the old defense. Our offense is really good. This team, this team can go far, man. We're going to the playoffs. I said ten and six. You said I, ten and six. I think that's the floor. Well, we're we're behind the eight ball right now. We're down two. So we've only got four left losses we can lose now. But we just beat the Rams, NFC Championship. Nobody thought we were going to win this. The Vegas odds were out off the charts for the Rams. On the Pickums, 2% of people predicted the Buccaneers were going to win. 98% of people on the planet predicted that the Rams were going to win this game. So, you know, we beat a good team at their house in a convincing fashion. People say we're no good because they haven't been paying attention to the football. They've been watching the stats, maybe, or the talking heads. The numbers, the win-losses, who yeah. you lose to. Well, we're a contender, baby. We're a contender. <laughs> I just feel very proud of the team. They're, yeah, they a, won very convincingly. Yeah, what the book. Uh, if you don't know who he is, old school podcaster. Uh, he, he, does, he used to do YouTube videos from training camp, where, which was really good. He was the only one that I knew that did videos from training camp. It was great. And he said tonight, and he's been really down on the Bucks for years. Matter of fact, he got to the point where he was about to give up all of it, you know, just supporting him. He was like, it's just not worth my time, my effort. And uh, he said tonight, Twittered out that. He felt proud of this team. That's right. And that's true. Now, you know, I was proud of him last week. Yeah, me too. I thought they played great. That one guy missed a kick, a, a foot. Other than that, man, we beat the mess out of the Giants. For so long, part of the identity of the fan base has been kind of self-deprecating that mm -hmm. you're a Bucks fan. Like, the paper bags over the head or, like, the MRSA thing when all that was going on. You get a lot of the fans that... They're quick kind to of jump make, on. Yeah, kind of make it a negative. joke at how bad the Bucks suck and their fans anyway. It's like the Matt Gay missing the kick. Everybody's like, oh, it's a kick of curse. And all that. And I again. knew it was going to happen. They said, you know, it's like, well, you know, have you ever thought that maybe your negativity and all the announcers' negativity and the whole nation's negativity affects the team just a little bit? Maybe, say, a foot going right on a field goal? <laughs> right. Oh, another thing about tonight. This was sad news also. Jason Light's oh, father yeah. passed away suddenly. Man, you know, I bet to start the podcast off with that. So I wonder if that's 
the team wanted to win for him. The team wanted to win for the media talking crap about Bruce Arians. This team likes Bruce Arians. They believe in him. If you don't think this team is bought in, watch Donovan Smith. This is Donovan Smith we're talking about. Sacrifice his body, throwing it, trying to stop a pick six. And nailing him with that mean hit. I've never seen Donovan <laughs> Smith that mean. And it almost did it, too. I thought he was going to knock that ball loose, at least. I want you to make that the thumbnail of the video. It was Donovan Smith laying out for that tackle. <laughs> Good stuff, man. You know, if you don't think that they've bought in, just watch that and then watch the past many of years of Donovan Smith, and you'll see that this is a changed football team. If you can get Donovan Smith to do that, it's like training a cat to walk on a leash. That's the best analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's, it's across the board. Everybody's trying to make plays. Everybody. Minter, Whitehead, Sue, Vea, Barrett, Nassib. Look, I'm seeing these names, and everybody out there listening to this is going, that's a good player. Ooh, that's a good player. Ooh, that's a good player. He's playing good. Yes. He's showing up. You know, I'll, you could just go across the board and just start naming everybody off. There's no weakness on this team. None. And there's a lot of really good strengths. Our defensive line, best in the NFL, if you ask me. I'll say I'm biased, but you take take my bias away, top five. That's true. Yeah. The Rams had to, they were doing a lot of the hard counts to try to get our they guys off They were doing everything to avoid this defensive yeah, line. Yeah, to throw the defensive line off, which is an interesting strategy. It was pretty good. It didn't work, though, because we went up 21-zip real they quick. Were too, they were too simple. <laughs> As Bruce Arian said, I can't believe he called Sean McVay simple. He did. In a roundabout Multiple way. Multiple times in his press conference. In a roundabout way. That was some psychological mess right yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. We're watching the Saints-Dallas game. And Teddy Bridgewater just got nailed by Dallas. Yeah, Dallas is just beating the mess out of him. That's what I'm saying. That's what I want to see. Let Dallas beat Dallas. And then New Orleans got flagged for a hold. <laughs> Oh man, top of the world right now. This is good feeling, man. This is this is like winning winning the lottery for a whole year straight. Yeah. This will be a good week. I could ride this till like Saturday. <laughs> then I'll get nervous for next week. Next week's gonna be good. You had so much confidence in this defense in the second half. You were just like, Yeah, just let let the Rams get the ball. We don't care. Yeah. You're like <laughs> Because You were you were enjoying the defense on yeah, the Yeah, but their offense just wasn't doing anything. They couldn't do anything. Couldn't do anything. They couldn't run the like, ball. They could, you know, get a 17-yard pass or... But that was towards the end of the game when we were like, just, yeah. we were bleeding clock, man. We were letting them move down the field. And Jared Goff just did not look... He didn't... He looked off. Let's say that. His hair gel was misplaced <laughs> before the game. They are so Hollywood looking. You got discount Ryan Gosling. You got yeah. Sean McVay, who is and like the second prettiest coach in the NFL. Who's the prettiest? Behind Matt LaFleur. That guy is a with, supermodel. He is like a supermodel. He's a GQ. Do they even have dudes in GQ anymore? I don't know. I don't but know. But he's, a, yeah, he's a, they're not even, I don't even think they're coaches. I think I don't they're think just so front either. Men. Have you seen McVay's wife or girlfriend? Yeah, that's right. We looked at they're it before. They're engaged, yeah. I think. Or married. Yeah. It's, they're like the perfect Instagram couple. Yeah. It's like, this is not right. There's something he wrong. He could probably here. live off of Instagram money after he gets fired <laughs> from the Rams. <laughs> like, they could just be a personality. You know who else, who else does that is Eric Decker and his wife. Oh, I've never seen him. Yeah. He's a little short, dude. Eh? Yeah, she's really small, too. Oh, like, okay. She makes him look normal size. Okay. I say short, but for football players, he's probably my size. Yeah, so. eh, probably smaller. Um. Yeah, they're totally, totally Hollywood, man. That team is so Hollywood. It's a, it's made for L.A. 
And they went up against the Southern Country Boys. They just yeah. whooped their butts. <laughs> Jameis Winston. A bumpkin. Kevin Minter. Uh, Devin Smith. I mean, they're all country boys. Devin, uh, Devin White. He didn't play. Yeah, but he's on the sideline yeah. playing. I'm going <laughs> to ride my horse to the old time road. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be singing today. Yeah, a win makes me do weird stuff. <laughs> that was a good game, man. We're a good team. Don't doubt us anymore this year. You and I both under-predicted. I know. And, By like a and, lot. And, we got and so I much... thought yours was really generous. <laughs> it's like, there's no way. You're like 32 points. Come on. That's crazy. I said 32-17. You said 28-23. Yours was almost doubled. Yeah, you're right. It was what, 55-40? Yes. And yours doubled would have been 56-46. I'd say I won 54, then. 54, <laughs> 8, 16, yeah. There's math in there. 56-46. Yeah, if we went by disparity, yeah. you lost. <laughs> No, you won. I was right one week. Oh, that's right. You're I'm one in three. One in three now, yeah. For guesses. If you would have just picked the bucks every week, you'd be two and two. I know. Like what you did. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, good stuff, good stuff. Vea played well. You know, didn't stat wise it might not have showed up. Let's see what he's got for stats. Gosh, man, just take this win, guys, and ride it all week. All week. We got this. One tackle. He had one tackle and two quarterback hits. Yeah, see, that's why stats don't mean <laughs> nothing. Vale was all up in Gosling's yeah. face, man. <laughs> Knock off Gosling. Cheap Gosling discount. MJ Stewart led the team with nine tackles, eight solo. That's amazing. One pass defense. Eric Weddle on their team, he's the only one that did anything. He's like Luke Keekley against the Carolina Panthers. He had 15 tackles with 10 of them solo. I say that, but John Johnson had 11 tackles, six solo. But you, a, a lot fell on Eric Weddle. And he was on the sideline in the first quarter, I think, trying to give them a pep talk. He's the only one that it worked for, I guess. <laughs> he pepped himself up. He, he did. <laughs> Everybody else was like, these guys are hitting hard. This, or, this ain't fun. Eventually, he was just like, man, I guess I'm going to have to do it myself then. Yeah, if you want something done right. <laughs> so... All right, right now the game is New Orleans 3, Dallas 3. It's the second quarter, just started. I am saying Dallas is going to win this game. Uh, it's going to be a tough, tough bout, especially for the Saints. Dallas is a bit more physical than they are. Going to beat them up, get them ready for us next week, and we're going to go into the Dome, steal the, take this division because it's ours rightfully anyhow. So Wednesday we're going to have the uh, coaches' film. I'm excited about looking at that. Is it more fun when we win? No, it's actually more fun when we lose. Oh, really? Yeah, it really is because you try to analyze why you lost. Yeah. See who you, you look for blame. Right. You know, in this one, when you win, you don't want to look for bad stuff. Yeah, there's nobody to blame. Yeah. When you win, you can't blame anybody. So it's not as fun. You like blaming people for stuff. I guess. But I don't like losing. So. Yeah, just have to suffer through. I just have to suffer. I do. I sit there and I watch it with a smile on my face the whole time. <laughs> it's like six-hour smile. I look like the Joker by the end of the day. Your like, face is sore. All right, so we're going to have that out Wednesday. And then Friday, we're going to do the uh, preview. For the Saints game. For the Saints game. It's going to be a fun one. Take that division title. If they win tonight, they're going to be 3-1. and one. We can't catch them. But if we beat them next week... If they win tonight, we beat them next week, we take the division. If they lose tonight, we take the division tonight. Yes. Right? Yeah, we'll be 2-2. Two and two. We've got the division win. We're the only team in the division with a division win. So uh, we would have the division. Then we go there next week and get a game up on them. 
So that's the preferable scenario. We want Dallas to lose tonight, but everybody listening to this podcast already knows what happens. No, we want Dallas to win tonight. Yeah, Dallas to win tonight. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.